Welcome to the News and Observer's ACC Now podcast. I'm sports columnist Luke DeCock and UNC beat writer C.L. Brown will join us shortly. Uh, today is uh, North Carolina Day. Uh, we're going to talk to Josh Downs, the stellar wide receiver, and Matt Brown, who has some pretty intense thoughts about the future of college athletics. Uh, and without further delay, we'll get to Josh, who's wearing an extremely sharp white suit uh, with a silver and blue bow tie and some very sharp white sneakers. I'm joined now by Josh Downs, the uh, stellar North Carolina wide receiver who had just, uh, quite honestly, an incredible season last year. Uh, Josh, thanks for joining us. I'm just curious for you, having that season that you did, how did how did your life change? What's changed for you in, since last season? Uh, I just feel like um, a lot more attention has come my way from a lot of different outlets. I feel like I've, I've been able to impact a lot more young kids, a lot more kids on my team, because um, they look at me as a role model. Um, and then, I mean, I'm, it, it's just a blessing in itself because uh, it's what I've worked for, like, my whole life, um, to just be a great football player and to see it come to fruition. Um, it's, it's truly uh, it's truly happiness for me. And then, I mean, just the main thing, just being a blessing to other people. Um, I've been able to impact a lot of young kids, just talking to them, uh, signing autographs, just taking a picture with them. And, I mean, it's, it's crazy because I was that kid in the past. Yeah. I mean, did you get a sense before last season? Everyone knew the opportunities were there for you with the turnover and Sam being yeah. back and – I mean, conditions were right, but mm -hmm. did you get a sense during training camp or August that, like, oh man, this could really click? Uh, I feel like the Orange Bowl was the was the uh, the kick it off, like it kicked everything off because um, Texas a and was like a top five team in the nation, and I went from not playing at all to being thrown in the fire. And I mean, I, I played pretty good, so I was like, I think I can do this. So um, then spring ball came around. I had a pretty good spring and a pretty good fall camp, and then um, Sam was just like. I mean, I was pretty much his number one target last year, so I just everything just just fell into place for me, and I was just in the right place at the right time. Obviously, you had a terrific season personally. The team, you guys were not happy with how things went. What did you learn from that that you can apply to this year going forward? Um, just that it's it's not about myself at all. I mean, not one person can win win a game, so uh, it's it's a whole group effort. Uh, one of our best games versus Wake Forest. Um, I only had like four catches, and it was a lot of other guys stepping up. So. I feel like as a group, we just have to come together each and every game, um, and then we have to be uh, we have to have certain leaders. Uh, we we had Corey Gainer coming from Miami. He's a good voice for the team in the office, and I feel like he's going to make tremendous impact for us. And then I mean, British Brooks has stepped into a bigger role, and he's he's a leader himself. And I mean, I'm stepping into a big role too, so I can lead this uh, offense too. So I feel like just just the not the old heads and the veterans leading the team and uh, helping us come together rather than just everybody being selfish. Mm -hmm. Break down the Drake Jacoby. Battle. Uh, it's handicap it for me. It's just, I mean, it's, it's a good battle. I mean, both of them dudes are talented. I mean, they're just they were just waiting behind Sam, so uh, it, it's it's one of their time to shine. Um, well, you'll probably see both of them first few games. We'll see, um, but I mean, it, it's a good battle. Both of them can toss the rock. Uh, both of them are incredibly talented um, with smarts, intelligence. So I mean, I mean, I'm excited to see who takes that next step and who clearly uh, separates himself from the other one. What we see them or have seen a little bit of them on the field, what makes them different sort of in the locker room or, or in the, you know, in sort of in the offense with offensive room? Um, I feel like uh, they're just two different people. I mean, Drake's a Drake gives me a Tom Brady vibes. He, he gives me like a like a Tom Brady type of guy. And Jacoby's like a like a Patrick Mahomes gunslinger run around, throw it. So it's just it's just uh, I mean, 
it's hard to explain, but both yeah. of them have good things about themselves, and they're different from each other. So we'll, I'm excited to see how they are. I thought you were going to say Drake gives you Luke May vibes. Nah. <laughs> Luke May played basketball, so I had to give a better comparison. <laughs> um, tell me about your – you're wearing a – is that cream, would you say? Yeah, it's like a cream. cream. I'd say it's a cream. Yeah. And uh, it's like a silver and blue bow tie. Yeah, silver and blue bow tie, and then my shoes are so a little silver and blue in them too. So it kind of messes up. Okay, what was the what was the thinking? Did you see it and loved it, or, um, do, or did you go looking specifically for it? So I needed a suit, and I um I, I have like a marketing group, and they uh they got me one. They they told me Express could give me one, so I just I picked a few suits off Express, and this is the one that fit the best, and I needed a quick alteration, so uh, I used this one, and then. Uh, somebody just picked out this top for me, but these shoes just happened to go with it. I already had them, so I, yeah, I, I wore those shoes with it. And then um, my mom is really my mom is into fashion and all that. So uh, ever since I was in like high school and I had to go to like prom or homecoming, she always was the one like, oh, I like this for you and this for you. And she always put my outfits together and all that. So I have a good idea now of like okay. how to put it together. So this is an nil deal you got. Uh, it's not an nil. I would say sort of like that. Sort of like that. But it's something you couldn't have done. Yeah, two years ago. It's not. So it's definitely good to have an IO now. Do you feel like you've taken advantage of it? Yeah, I've definitely taken advantage of it in some ways. So um, it's it's coming with from last season has been some opportunities. So yeah. NIL has definitely been good to me. It's crazy to think that there, it, it seems so common sense now. Like, why wouldn't you be allowed to get a nice suit to yeah, wear here? Like, it's crazy. It is crazy. So, I mean, it, it's, it's good that we do have a we have a, we have an opportunity to wear this suit. So, I mean, yeah. I'm going to ask you one more fashion question, then we're going to get back to football. What do you think of Max Jordans? Mac, Mac, got, Mac, got, Mac got some taste for himself. I mean, for, for an older guy uh, to go out there every day and wear some, some of the best retros on the market, I mean, I mean, Mac, Mac definitely impresses me sometimes. Does it really? Yeah. He, he, Are he you surprised some of the ones he can get? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he can get anything he wants because he's Mac Brown. But it's just, it's just like the ones he picks to wear, I'm like, okay, either somebody's telling him that these are the shoes or he's just he has a good taste. But let's get back to football real quick because we did the, the, at the podium out there. You did there were questions about sort of going from being overrated, criminally overrated, as Mac jokes, yeah. to being underrated this year. Do you feel like you guys are flying under the radar a little bit? Because I'll be honest, I was here the last time when Gene Chizik came in and took over a team, a Carolina defense, and I know where that team ended yeah. up. So yeah, I definitely think we are being a little underrated. I don't mind it. It gives us an extra chip on our shoulder, and I think we need that more than anything. Because um, we don't need to overlook anybody. I don't think that um, somebody telling us preseason how good we are is uh, very important. Um, so I think that just going in there every day, working and getting ready for um, the opponent for the week is the most important thing. Give me your best Mac story. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, what, was, what was recruiting like? Oh, Mac was Mac was definitely there for me recruiting. Um, I remember I was just in his office, and he kind of like. Him and, him and Coach Phil Longo, they kind of like changed my whole recruiting process. Uh, Mac won my parents over in a, in his office just by what he was what he was talking. And then Dre, my uncle, played under him. Yeah. So he already, I mean, I knew it was real because my uncle played under him. So I feel like Mac, Mac just by the way he talks and just um just showing me truly love. And then a few months ago he came up to me and he was like, um, I know you could have probably went somewhere else the season. But uh, you stay here, so I got anything to say. So anything you need, I got you. And then that truly like uh, made me feel the love for Mac Brown. So um, man, I mean, I love Mac Brown. He's a, he's a good dude. Did people reach out to you? I mean, were there people who like I know Zay Flowers decided to stay at BC, yeah. but Jordan Addison decided to leave yeah. Pitt. Like, did people come after you? Uh, I mean, I've, of course, some people tried to, but I just I just shot it down. I didn't really feel like going. 
Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. That's kind of different too. We talked about NIL, but yeah. that's, that's different too. Um, who on your team, on your offense, are we not talking about that we should be talking about? Uh, well, you already know British Brooks. Yeah. He's, he's going to be really We saw good. him at the end there. Um, I could say we got a load of running backs, George Petaway, um, Omarion Hampton, Caleb Hood, Elijah Green, DJ Jones. Uh, we got some receivers. Anton Green came on the scene late last year, played good. Uh, we got a kid named Kobe Paysauer that's going to be really good. Um, JJ Jones can step up and make plays. And then uh, Bryson Nesbitt is a tight end slash wide receiver. He's really like that. I, I, see some, I see some comparisons between him and Kyle Pitts. So I'm putting I'm putting big on his name, but that is I think he can live up big. to it. I think he can live up to it. Big. Yeah. I'm salty because I thought the Falcons were gonna turn Kyle Pitts into some sort of slash weapon and all yeah. they did was use him as a tight end. Yeah. Which is, I killed my fantasy team. I'm Falcons, not gonna lie. Yeah, Falcons discipline. Not a Falcons fan, even though I'm from Georgia. You're not a Falcons fan? No, I'm a Saints fan. How did that happen? I mean, I use it as an excuse. My godfather played for the Saints. Yeah. I use that as an excuse, but my dad played for the Falcons, so it's not really an excuse. I just for some reason, just picked the Saints as my team when I was a kid. Like, I, before they even won the Super Bowl, it was always my team. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's different. Josh, yeah. appreciate yes, your sir. time. Thank you. Now, it was great with Josh, and we're joined now by Matt Brown, his coach. And having just talked to Josh, I'm curious. We all know what he did last year. Now you got a little change at quarterback. We all know that. What is the ceiling for Josh this year? The ceiling for Josh this year is to lead better because he was a sophomore and now he's learned it's about winning because we didn't do that at a high enough level last year. And the second thing is we, we need to expand his role as a receiver. When you put him in the slot all the time, it's easy to double cover him. And when he's by far the best player at receiver, but also probably on your team, we're going to move him around. So he'll be in the backfield. He'll be out wide on either side. So we're not going to allow people to lock up their best player on him or double cover him the entire game. So I really feel like those two things are, are what will help him expand his game. He said he knows you can get any shoe you want, but he's impressed still with the Jordans that you choose to wear, your choices. So let me ask the question he had. Is someone picking these out for you, or are these your choices? In the summer, they're mine, and it's a tremendous amount of pressure that, that comes with, with wearing the, the proper Jordans. The, the young ladies in the recruiting office pick them out during the fall, so they actually pick them for practice every day, and they have them sitting out on my desk when I get there. So uh, I have a lot of help from people who have better fashion than myself. This is an ACC Now podcast exclusive. <laughs> CL Brown breaking is, news. Breaking news. CL Brown is here as well, uh, joining us. Uh, CL, go ahead. At this point, uh, just out of curiosity, following on that, how many pairs of Jordans do you have? Oh gosh, CL. <laughs> I, to, to be fair, I'd have to count them, but there's lots. I, I'll say thirty, probably. Okay. And I have them stacked in my uh, in in the closet. I have some up on the wall. I can pull one off the wall, but it has to be a special day. Uh, but the closet, I, I don't wear any other shoes now except for Jordan. So I threw the rest of them away. I learned at ESPN, nobody ever sees your feet when you're on TV. So I told the guys, these leather shoes are killing my feet. Can I wear tennis shoes? And they said, hmm, yeah, you can do that. So the one thing I gave ESPN was the tennis shoe game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember asking you one time what you wore when you weren't wearing Jordans. I'm wearing Jordans all the time now. That's it. Um, well, 
On to some more serious matters now. Um, the NCAA Division One Council has has proposed eliminating the one-time transfer rule, so you can transfer multiple times and everything. How how do you feel like? Do you feel like that's should be implemented? And how do you feel like? It'll, what kind of an impact do you feel like it's going to have? Number one, I feel like the transfer portal is good, in in many ways, like NIL. Um, number two. Uh, I liked what we had in place, except I thought there should be guidelines about when you could transfer. And number three, I don't like being able to transfer multiple times because it gives that person that, that's not willing to step up and fight through some adversity a chance to run. And I think the graduation rates of first-time transfers are like 68%, and most of the second-time transfers don't even graduate. So I'm worried about putting more mental pressure on, on young people because it's easier if you get mad to get up and say, I'm leaving, and it takes you five minutes to get in the portal. And that's not good for later for your family as a father or a husband or at your job. Um, so I'm not sure that we're sending the proper message when we're allowing people to get up and leave so quickly. So I like the transfer portal. I want us to put more guidelines on when you can leave because I don't like guys leaving at the middle of the season, and, and we have that proposed, but I don't like having it where you can transfer and be able to play anytime you want. I would love to go back to the appeals, and if a guy needs to transfer a second time and he's got a sick grandparent or a sick parent and he needs to get closer to home, I got it, man. Let's help him, but let's don't make it easy for people just to quit. You alluded to it uh, earlier in, during media day about potentially a power two conference situation and, and, and the impact that'll have. I mean, is the horse out of the barn now in, in college, not just football, but athletics? I mean, it, are, are we basically semi-pro? We're looking at the, the establishment of, at least in the, the revenue sports, looking at semi-pro situation. CL, I, I think we're in trouble. Uh, the game's wonderful, but, but we've got to get a lot of smart people together and start making some critical decisions very quickly because I, the, the toothpaste is out of the tube with NIL, and now it's harder to get it back in. I wish we'd thought about those consequences before we did it. The toothpaste is out of the tube in, in the transfer portal. We're already trying to clean it up, and now we're trying to add to it. And I really wish we would look at defined plans and, and consider all these consequences before we have to throw something out there and then come back and fix it. If you look at what's best for 50 teams, maybe it's best to be in mega conferences with a whole lot of money. If you look at what's best for all of the other teams, it's not. It, what do they do? Where do they go? They're, they're not playing competitive football at the same level if there's that much disparity in, in, in the amount of money that you're going to get. And the kids aren't treated as well. Then it affects FCS. It affects group of five. It starts affecting division two and division three. So for the overall of college football, in my opinion, it's not best. For the 50 teams, and we, we feel like Carolina would be one, it's great. But, but I'm the guy, instead of worrying about just our team, I would rather worry about college football. And I would like to think that we would make decisions that would be better for all of the kids that are playing and all of the fans. Because if, if, if there is no Pac-12, you're not going to see the same type football 
played by these universities on, on the Pacific Coast. So we lose so much there that we've all grown up with and learned and, and loved. And, and, and I just, I, I don't like saying this school's a have and this school's a have not. So let's play for this one and, 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 and not help this one. That's not who we are. And that's not what sportsmanship was about. And that, that sounds a little corny. It sounds like it's coach speak, but to me, it's really true. Let's keep college sports the way they are. Let's keep them college sports the best we can. Let's clean up NIL where it's not, I'm not choosing a school as a young person because of a hundred or $200,000 I'm choosing still because of education and I can enhance my position with NIL. Let's get it back to like it's supposed to be. And we can do that before it goes any further, but, but we're at a crisis and, and we're at a crossroads where we got to make some strong decisions. Feels like the ACC is nearing a Rubicon where it's going to have to decide, do we want to go vaguely semi-pro like the way the Big Ten and SEC are headed, where this revenue is eventually going to go more to paying players, which I'm not opposed to, but that's the way that it's going to go. Or does the ACC need to stick with sort of what it was founded on at Sedgefield originally, that this is an accessory to our education? It feels like that choice is coming. Feels like, and, and for you, someone who's been at the highest levels of big time football, you you've helped create this monster for better or for worse. Yeah, absolutely. What what does the what's gonna is that choice coming? And what would North Carolina do? Because this is a school that's taken tremendous pride in yeah. in education. Well, Luke, I look back and I was the first one to get paid five million dollars, and now I didn't ask for it, but I wish I hadn't taken it. You have to at the time because you don't you don't know what's the next step. I paid Will Muschamp 900000 before anybody else did, and that was to keep him from going to some other schools as a head coach. Uh, so I am part of the problem. And as I look back at it now, I'm not, I'm not proud of it. And it was probably going to get there anyway, but I was absolutely part of it as I, as I look back. And I was trying to compete and trying to do what was best. And, and, and now I'm not sure that it's, it's the healthiest. Uh, secondly, um, I feel like to compete in football, the ACC is going to have to step up because we're going to recruit against the Big Ten and we're going to recruit against the SEC. And unless you're affording your student athletes the, the same opportunities that those two are, they're not going to come. And then we're not going to be competitive on a national level in football. And we've got to be competitive or then it doesn't work for fans. It doesn't work for TV. So I do think we have to step up with the NIL programs. Hopefully, they will start getting some, some regulations and guidelines, bumper rails that, that will make it where it's more fair and best for kids because it, it's not best for a kid right now to, to start choosing because of $100,000. That's going to be gone fast, and then it's about the rest of his life. And the second thing is we've got to go back and make sure that we keep recruiting com on a competitive level. If you've got 10 schools that are paying kids a bunch of money and the rest of us aren't, 120 aren't, 10 schools are going to be the ones playing in the playoff and making all the money, and they're going to be the best teams. And that's not complicated. So we've got to regulate that somehow so it goes back. when Before, there's always been cheating. But before, you could at least threaten a guy with the NCAA. If, 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 I, if I catch you, I'm turning you in. can't even do that now because the rules are so gray. And then the second part of that that includes the the – the collision between the transfer portal and the um, and the NIL is when they start buying them off your campus, and that's awful because you got a kid on your campus. Now, some people will say, "Well, the kid wanted to leave, or he wouldn't have left." Well, if if you're paying him nothing, they're going to pay him five hundred thousand. He's going to listen, 
and is the head coach, how do you tell him not to? And and they say, well, he called. Eh, that's not that's not always the case. There's some third parties that are calling to, to get that initiative. Awesome, Mac. Thank you for your time. Always good to catch up. Thank you, guys. We just we're we're at a critical point here, and sometimes it has to get really really bad before you get it fixed. And I'm hoping that that we've got there, there's so many positive things, but there's enough negative right now that needs to be fixed for kids. That hopefully this is a time where college foot the the czars of college football will come together. And, and step up and make it right. Thank you. Thank you, guys.